0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on a huge midweek in the Scottish Premiership. The gap at the top stays at two points as Rangers come back from behind to win an incident-packed game at Kilmarnock. Celtic did their bit and then some, firing seven past Dundee. And there were big wins for Motherwell and St Johnston as Livy and Aberdeen struggles continue and a share of the Edinburgh Derby spoils. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson. Yep, it was a brilliant night. A football, ten games to go, the pressure cranking up. But we had a bit of everything last night and probably the best midweek fixture card we've had all season. Rangers getting a great result away at Kilmarnock after going behind Celtic somewhat back to their best with an emphatic seven and you look at Motherwell going behind but managing to get a win um, and then Edinburgh Derby spoil shared great football over the country and some great goals within that as well yeah it was an exciting two nights obviously the St. John, uh, St. Mirren Ross County game wasn't too exciting but there was a big decision that should have been looked at by VR. Um, and then you look at Wednesday night Bags of goals, bags of excitement And plenty of talk about tonight 01419511025 That's the number you need So please get in touch And let us know what is on your mind There must be something You look at the, look at last night It had absolutely everything It had goals, drama, twists and turns Loads of disciplinary refereeing incidents Even go out with Glasgow You look at Neil Warnock struggling at Aberdeen You look at the Edinburgh Derby uh, Lauren Shanklin taking a bite out of a pie that was chucked at him Big win for Motherwell at Livingston And of course the obvious You look at that last night The old as it stands table was coming into play You Celtic fans Was that the best performance of the season? Can that be a turning point? Are you back to your best? Was it some sort of marker or statement? And maybe the same question in a roundabout way to you Rangers fans because that was meant to be the tough one the tough fixture the really tough place to go you were behind as it stood Celtic reclaimed top spot for a while and then the character of the second half comeback Rangers fans what does that say about your prospect so 1419511025 it really did have a bit of everything marked the last couple of nights well sensational I mean when pressure builds on teams at the top and bottom you usually get these um, games that are really tense and nervy and maybe in nil-nil and they're boring I thought it was quite the opposite last night at the top of the table you had a, a Celtic team who responded to the criticism they've got and mainly from their own fans at that um, with a fantastic performance particularly the first 45 minutes you had a Rangers team who went there went under severe pressure when they went one behind. And that's not easy. Could have been two behind if it wasn't for Butland, but showed character to get back into the game. Even look at Motherwell going away from home against Livy, going 1-0 down again. That's a difficult place. That could have just drawn into a 1-0, but they fought back and scored some terrific goals. And St. Johnson, what about them up at Aberdeen? I mean, again, on paper, you thought that looked like a draw written all over it, a boring night at Pataudry. But far from it 01419511025 Come on So many games So many talking points Get in touch And let us know What stood out for you Over the last couple of nights If you need these two To jog your memory Let's do it What was your result Of the night Well I go first <laughs> Go for it How are you actually going to pick I don't I don't really know You've got to pick time. one Look There's a case for Rangers away to Kilmarnock Difficult 
going behind. There's a case for Celtic, terrific result in performance. There's a case for home team, Motherwell at Livingston. But I'll edge it. I'll just go, I'll tell you what, they've been in poor form. I'll give St. Johnson Craig Levine up. Away, Pataudry. Yeah. Okay, fine. That's a good shout. Um, I'm not as brave as Daz here. I, I can't split between Rangers going away to Kilmarnock. You're going to choose go behind. all three of the other teams. Mm. That I think won. they're so significant. I don't know how you can split hairs between them. I, I just made the case for them all. Rangers coming from behind to stay top of the league. Celtic scoring seven. How can you ignore being six up at half time and the ovation the Celtic fans gave the team at half time? I was there at Celtic Park. I've not heard that in a long time. But then Motherwell as well. You know, they're looking down who's over their shoulders, who's catching them. They go one behind, you think, oh, Livy might be creeping up in us, and then they go on and win the game. So, three terrific results from them. It's a bit, uh, it's a bit sitting in the fence, isn't it? I mean, it's fine. Both uh, cheeks. You can I'll understand. Make, I'll make an you? exception on this occasion. Goal of a oh. night, the match day, whatever you want to the call it. The main man, I'm going Motherwell, main man, uh, got a terrific goal against Celtic with his right, and then last night, he, he, he does not score tap in his left. Blair Spittle. What a terrific okay. season this boy's having. Scoring spectacular goals. I thought there was a few good goals last night. I might pick out five and just sit in the fence <laughs> with that. But I'll go Spittle. I'm going to go for Daniel Kelly, Celtic. Mm. Just everything that was wrapped around that. I know the game was done, dusted, but he got introduced at half time. I thought when he came on, he played very well, but. Falls to him on his right foot, just 18 yards, and he just guides it into the top corner. I thought it was a very good goal for the young man. And then the story of who he is and what it meant and all that. In yeah. Terms of, so yeah, fair enough. Can't grumble with those. Right, you are spoiled for choice. Howler. Right, Howler. I hate to pick in referees, but... Why? That's what over the Over the both nights, you could pick any one of them. I was going to pick um, Kevin Clancy at Hearts v Hibs for the penalty because I thought it was a shocker. But I have to go to Rugby Park, I have to go to David Dickinson. Because firstly, I didn't think it was a penalty actually in Lundstrom. I thought it was, he was incredibly hard done by it. What did he expect players to do? Lundstrom's turned his back, his elbow's tucked in. At the point of contact, the ball takes Lundstrom's elbow out and he gives a penalty. But I thought Rangers should have had a penalty when the ball was cut back on Lewis Mayo, I think it was, outstretched his hand. So how, how he could give one and not the other, I'll go Dickinson. Okay, St Mirren fans and Hibs fans and various others may want involved mm. in those discussions as well. You going ref, you going something different? No, I'm going manager. Friend of the refs, never sticks uh, to Yeah, yeah I'm not That's going okay. refs, it's a very difficult job. Who's your it's howler easy to then? sit here and criticise. Um, You're going to sit here and criticise a manager. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah, and, and I don't like doing it because I've been in these shoes, but Neil Warnock, Aberdeen, Aberdeen's a whole. You look at Pottori, everybody... Used to say Pitori. What? what did what I hear that right there? Hold on. Aberdeen's a what? What do you mean? What did, oh, you, did you say? say there? Aberdeen as a whole. Yeah. Right. I, I will, <laughs> you thought yeah. you said is. No, no. Which, as is, a pro- whole. which is something entirely yeah, different. I'm, I'm giving Neil Warnock it and Aberdeen right. as a whole. I thought it was a slight on the city no. itself. <laughs> no, that's what I thought no. you meant there. The granite. I would never Aberdeen do that. as a whole. Right. right. Okay. Got, got you. Thanks you got for me. That. Wow. Right, okay, you can clarify <laughs> that. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> early yet. But I've got to say, we you used to say that Pataudry was a difficult place to go. Three home games have won this season. So I was there last night, so right. world class booing at full time. Right. Yeah, no, and I think I think Neil Warnock has been brought in there. There's a bit of circus round about him. He's not getting results. Fans are not happy, so sorry, Neil. Um old chum. It's 
the howler of the night And finally then Top man Top performer Who are you giving it? Uh, going to go for a wee bit of fun I'm going to go for Lauren Shankland Any man that scores a penalty In the derby And celebrates And missiles are raining down them But he manages to catch a pie And have a munch out it I think that shows good yeah. character And good humour yes, Lauren Shankland Whilst not making light Of the serious stuff That was thrown obviously um, no. But the pie just That's ideal it's, you know, It must be the footballer equivalent Of you know like As a fan Everybody's dream is that ball That comes into the stand And you give it the perfect mm, yeah. header back yeah. Imagine spotting a pie Raining down You manage to catch it I thought it was good uh, It was class Who's your top man? Um, I always encourage you to get a bit yeah, creative uh, with yeah, these. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at one of the best young players in our country just now, Lennon Miller for me. Right, I've why? Got, and, well, I thought, and I watched him on Sunday and he's turning Sunday. It's not about Sunday. No, no, to set up the goal. And then he kicks on last night, man of the match, and uh-huh. an important game, young player, lot of responsibility in his shoulders. And... The reason I'm giving that is because he passed his driving test today. So that's the type of detail I like. Yeah. Something outside the box. Good on you. Well 01419511025. Let's get stuck straight in. David is on the line. David, how did you feel as a Celtic fan last night? Uh, hi, guys. How are you doing all right? Yes, good, thanks. Uh, yes, last night I think was a fantastic performance. Great result. I think it was well overdue, to be fair. It's... Not something we've seen too much of this season. It's about Ange Postacoglu-esque last night. But I'll tell you what my points are, guys. I mean, I've not listened to the show much this week. I've been working, but um, there's been a lot of stick this season so far. Rightly so. About Celtic, the position they're in, the style of football, the results they've been getting. I think rightly so. There's been a lot, deservedly so. I think the board have fell asleep at the wheel, so to speak. But a few points I'd like to make. That I'm fa- and these are facts. I'm probably right in saying Rangers are currently a team in Scotland that have got the, the highest wage bill in Scotland. Um, Rangers have got a very well-established team, a team that have been together for four or five years when you look at the Taverniers and the Goldsons and the Lundstroms. A team that spent a lot of money in the summer. A team that brought in a lot of good players in January. So why, if, if Celtic are having such a poor and bad season, is Rangers' season's pretty bad as well then? Because, I mean, Celtic can still win a double. Um, I think, yes, we have had a poor season Celtic, but... I don't think you can really say Rangers have had a great season either. I'm not hearing much negativity around them. Uh, uh, In the nicest way possible, David, I I don't really understand what you're getting at. What do you you mean? So you want people to be critical of Rangers more? No, no, my point is that I accept that Celtic have had a poor season so far, and rightly so. Right. But I'm hearing a lot of... There's constant positivity. I'm hearing, I mean, surely if Rangers have got the highest wage bill in Scotland, surely if Rangers have got the biggest squad, arguably, a very good, strong squad, then are Rangers having a good season this season or are Rangers having a bad season this season? Because for Celtic being as poor as they are, there's only two points of difference. Mm. Do you not think, you know, like context is important though? I mean, because I think rather than direct your question tells you're probably better directing it to your fellow Celtic fans. You've won, what, 11 out of the last 12 titles, won a treble last season. You were seven points behind. Rangers were so bad at the start, they changed their manager. Now Rangers are, are top. That That's that's just quite obviously where any negativity towards Celtic is coming from, isn't it? So what, is it going to keep you warmer tonight if we say, yeah, you're right, David, actually, do you know what? No. Rangers aren't that good. Is that, is, I, no, I don't, no, I'll, I'll, I'm not trying to be patronising. I genuinely don't... I don't really understand what, what you mean. Well, my, my question really is, is are, are Rangers, I mean, why, why if Celtic are having such a bad season this season, are they having a bad season this season in th- terms of, there's only two points of a difference, but yet... But it's always by your up. own standards though, isn't it? I think that's probably where the Celtic fans who are not enjoying things, that 
that's what it's about for them, I would imagine. I, I, I can't speak on behalf of them, but is it not about kind of setting your own standards at times and trying to live up to them? Is it maybe because our Rangers maybe a lot better than they were last year? Yeah, I mean, I that guess that's be... part of it. Yeah, but if you take yeah. any consideration as well, David's talking about finances there, about wage bills. I don't know who's got the biggest wage bill. Celtic have spent, what, a lot of money in two transfer windows. Um, Rangers didn't have this a good start to the season, i.e. why they changed their manager. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to look at it as, oh, who's got the biggest wage bill, who's spent the most money. It's all down to who gets the most points and wins the league. And it's going to go right to the wire. It's got to be very, very tight. And I think that I think a lot of Celtic fans are probably more happier today after a performance and the score last night because they had come in for a bit of criticism. But on the show, I've continually, and I think Mark's the same, I continually says, look, the one thing you know about Celtic is, you've named it, they're going about 11 out of 12. They know how to win championships. They know how to win trophies. And they've still mm. got a nucleus of terrific players in there. You know, even from the captain, McGregor, to Carter Vickers, he's now back. Big big player, experienced Joe Hart, the Taylors of this world, the Rileys. So there's still an abundance of talent in the Celtic dress. Maybe I'm jumping to extremes, but I've just got this vision, Mark, that if Rangers do go on and win the title by a point, does that mean we're supposed to say, well, listen, if Celtic were terrible and only lost it by a point, that must mean this league-winning Rangers team's actually <laughs> quite terrible as well. I just don't... I just, yeah, I mean, yeah. I do get where David's coming from. I just don't really know the, the sort of relevance when it's all said and done. No, well, look, it's, it, as the season went on, it's been clearly different, the season mapped out. Celtic's kind of been slowly not hitting, hit their standards that they did last season. Rangers were really poor at the start of the season, but have dramatically picked up where Celtic have just kind of kept in the same trajectory and not really lifted their game until last night, finally. Now, how Celtic respond to that in their next game? Well, who knows? Tynecastle on Sunday, different venue, tougher game, time will tell. But if they can respond then, you know, and get back to that um, level, then who knows how this league will end up. But you're right, Gordon. The Celtic fans are constantly comparing themselves to the Celtic the previous season it's always been the case even when you go back to Ronnie Dyla's team winning the league it, it wasn't enough the crowds were poor because it wasn't what was the year before and performance levels had dropped performance levels have dropped under Brendan Rodgers no doubt about that compared to Ange Postacoglu um, and that's what a lot of Celtic fans are comparing it however to. you did say last night David it was Ange Postacoglu-esque was that uh, was that the best of the season do you think that's a uh... Can that be a, a, I don't know if a turning point's the right phrase? Do you feel like that was Celtic hitting their top top form last night? I, I don't know. I mean, there, had, there has been a few performances earlier on in the season mm-hmm. that were very good. Last night, I think the difference was we, we finished our chances. We took our chances where we needed to. I think the new guy, Ida uh, from Norwich, listen, I wasn't massively excited when he came in, but he's certainly offering something a lot different to what Kyogo offers. Um, and I think that's maybe part of the, you know, that's maybe part of the thinking. But listen, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly positive. I think, you know, we're only two points behind Rangers. We've, we're starting to, you know, we're maybe clicking into gear at the right time. It's empty, it's empty season, but I generally just don't think things are, you know, as bad as they are. We, we're certainly a lot worse than we were last year. But you know what? We're, 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 we're not that bad. We're only two points behind the so-called best team in Scotland at the moment. Um, Mark, you were there. What, what was good about it? How impressed were you? 
Uh, really impressed Got to say Best I've seen Celtic play this season um, I know David said There's a couple of performances earlier But that, that blew everything away Particularly the first 45 minutes um, Speed that they moved the ball And how positive they were And that has been the story For the last couple of weeks And the story created by Brendan Rodgers by the way Who continually says Speed of play was poor Weren't brave enough going forward at times Need a bit more from the players I think he got the full package last night within 45 minutes combined with finishing. Now, it's always easier when you get a goal in the first few minutes. But by the way, Dundee could have scored in the opening, was it 30 seconds? Dundee had the first few <laughs> yeah. opportunities. And if that goal had went in, who knows how the game would have unfolded. But it just goes to show you moments in games. Carter Vicker scores, the, the tension eases and the speed that they moved the ball, so how fluid they were. What was it then? Because... In a good way and a bad way, it's going to take a while to shake off these comparisons. David himself said Ange Postacoglu-esque. Did it feel a bit more like that? Did it, yeah. did it look a bit more it did, like that? It, it, for me, it, it looked like that. The way the wingers kept her with, um, any time a fullback got the ball, you could see it was out to them and out to the wingers quick as possible. Their midfielders were making those forward runs in between the centre-backs. It's so hard to pick up. Um, everything was just quick. And Dundee just couldn't live with it. I mean, Dundee set up with a back five, strung across her box, and they could not stem the flow. Usually that is part in the bus kind of stuff. And you get three midfielders in front, and they had the two strikers. They could not get near a Celtic player for that first 45 minutes. Ida, Yang, mm. obviously Carter Vickers back in, that's the that's the impact you expect. But um, you know, a couple of changes, are we starting to see maybe guys that, that could be key in... And keeping Celtic at this level? Yeah, I thought the difference... Obviously, Ida's in good goal-scoring form, Gordon. Uh, five, is it, in these five games? Um, terrific header, I've got to say. Striker, terrific header. The difference for me last night, and I criticised Celtic two weeks in the show about this, I thought Yang was brilliant. I thought he was positive. I thought he was direct. And that's one of the best left-backs in the in, in our, our league, playing with Dundee. He's a terrific player Celtic were actually looking at him at one point and Yang absolutely gave him a headache last night I thought that he he started the ball rolling I agree with Mark I watched the highlights of it and you're thinking oh Dundee could have you know maybe I went one up very very quickly but see the minute Carter Vickers gets a goal Celtic moved the ball about so quickly confident it's what the football that Celtic supporters are desperate to see again under Brendan Rodgers and uh, it was a terrific uh, result for him, you've got to say. Mm, thanks very much to David, 01419511025. What do you think, Celtic fans? How good was it? What was good about it? Is this some sort of turning point or catalyst to go on uh, and get that title? Let us know. And um, we're going to speak to John, who's going to give us his verdict on the Rangers game after these. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Looking back on a big night of Scottish Premiership action, every club involved over the last two nights, big stories everywhere. So whatever it meant to your team, let us know how you're feeling now on 0141-951-1025. I must apologise to John, who's been hanging on the line for ages. Sorry, John, take it away. Uh, that's, that's fine, Gordon. Uh, evening, Gordon, Gordon, Mark. Hello. Evening, John. Right. Uh, uh, I've got, I'll make my first point and come in my wee point after that. Uh, 
was two big moments last night for our goalkeeper, Jack Butland. Uh, first one was when he dug his teammate at a hole to come in and clear that ball, because that could have went either way when the guy was through and they got that right. And then that save, just at the start of the second half, when we were 1-0 down, that was a world-class save. I was looking at the stats today, only 9 out of 10 times, uh, 1 out of 10 times, 10 times, sorry, would a goalie make that save, and they made that save. And I think I was on a couple of months ago about saying about him, he probably got back, in, back into his national team, the England team, being Scottish, doesn't bother me either way, but I think he's playing that well just now. They were talking about him the last couple of days, getting back in there, and that shows you, come up to Scotland where they don't really look at Scottish football or to get back into his national team, that's, that's massive for him. And I think since his game is in Scotland, I've said it for the start of the season, he's probably been the best signer of the summer for any team. I don't know what you think. Well, I think it says a lot that Rangers score two goals. There are some big refereeing calls that I'm sure other people will want to discuss. And we're talking about a save has been a standout moment. That, that kind of tells you how, how big it was and how important it was last night. You never know how important it, it is come May. On last night, it was a game changer because I think if Kamarnock go 2-0 up at home, I think it's a long way back for Rangers. Uh, I'm not saying that they could have salvaged a point. Of, of course they could. I don't think they would have been on, on to score three goals. So when he was called into action, especially in that um, circumstances, he was absolutely brilliant because I'm thinking Kennedy's got to put this in the back of the net. It's a great chance for him. But Butland gets that save. I, I agree. I think that every Rangers fan uh, will say that Butland's been the signing of the season. Of that, there's absolutely no doubt. And, um, you know, proof of the pudding is quite simple that Gareth Southgate has now taken notice of his performances, everything about him. And this is a guy that doesn't get a lot to do. You know what I mean? It's not like he's called into action... Um, every every few minutes in a game and pressure against Rangers and testing the goalkeeper. But when he has to come up with the big saves and the big decisions, he gets them right. Uh, no doubt he's been outstanding this season. And I think if he, he continues in this vein for the next couple of weeks, which I think he will because he's never going to... I don't think he's in the... The form to slope off that he will be in the running for probably player of the year, and that's quite odd, you know. Rangers goalkeeper, because like Dad says, you you automatically think, well, don't do a lot, but he's made some top saves at big moments. That might just be the biggest one because I agree with Daz. If Kelly go two 0 up at Rugby Park, I don't see Rangers getting back into that. I think the way Kelly are playing, their tails would have been up, and they would have saw that out. I think Derek McInnes kind of said similar, so it's. Absolutely huge because it's the difference from, you know, Rangers where they're sitting just now. I know they have to go up the other end and score two, but that just galvanises you as a team, knowing that you've got somebody so reliable behind you that you can put all your trust in to allow you to do your job at the other end of the pitch is invaluable. John, there was a time last night when Rangers temporarily dropped off a top spot. Everyone was talking about how this was on paper. It's about as difficult an away fixture as, as there is out there in the Scottish Premiership. Um, how how significant do you feel like last night is in the, the title race? Well, looking at the first half, I was uh, I was thinking about another event in Glasgow uh, recently where people were phoning the police how bad it was that Willy Wonka won. That's, that's how I felt in the first half about Rangers. But then I'm looking at Clermont and they made the changes in the second half that he's made every time and it's always worked because he's, what, 21 league games, he's won 19, 
2-1 loss, lost one. He seems to know when to make those changes and he galvanised the squad in the second half and after that save for Butland and we got the two goals, I couldn't see us losing that game or even drawing it after the two uh, two goals last night but it just seems to make the big decisions at the right time. Do you know a confession? I probably should just, mm-hmm. just don't admit anything here and just move on. Um, I was minutes away from doing more, doing that thing where I kind of take you down a path, reel you in and ask you um, mm-hmm. how you could show your face after that event you organised in Glasgow. <laughs> I genuinely was going to crack that joke. John's just come on and killed it. been thinking about it all day. thought it would be brilliant. I thought it was going to land great, perfectly relevant. John's just totally ruined my He's joke. destroyed your joke. absolutely I might as well just cut the road. Ah, well, six. well done, John. Oh, I'm devastated. Honestly. We should have had a phone in and that. I'll, maybe do, it at ten, I'll do it at 10 to 8 and hope that it's a different audience by then. Anyway, Willie Wonka aside... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I've got the two Oompa Loompas <laughs> next to me As you can see what d- I've actually can't even remember what John was on about now I'm just so devastated yeah, about the Do you know I was, it was The significance of last night that's Yeah what it, was. it was interesting because the Rangers manager For me made a big call um, He does it every game He changes his lineup. He doesn't go with the same starting eleven. And you come off of that terrific result And performance against Hearts At the weekend And he, the one that really surprised me Was Yilmaz at left back because he's been playing so well. Um, leaves Deserts out as well, Sterling. He makes, makes his three three changes. And right away at halftime, he recognised, look, this hasn't really worked. And he got the players on the pitch. And Rangers were a lot better in the second half. And he had a helping hand in the winning goal as well. I still, was... uh, still a big Barisic fan, just out of curiosity. Uh, you tend uh, to defend him. Uh, over yeah, and over uh, look, on this show. look, I know my fullbacks. Uh, I think yeah. you're a big, big Burnaby fan as well. well now I think, that I think, I about think it. Barisic has been, well, I'll throw Frimpong back at you. Um, I oh, think, living off past glories, this guy. Yeah, I think Barisic has probably known that this is his last you know, couple of months at Rangers and the form's dipped a little bit. Yilmaz has been absolutely brilliant. Uh, I'm loving Dessers, by the way. I'm loving him. So who's Rangers' first choice left back? They play the cup final tomorrow. Oh, Barisic. Okay. <laughs> nah, nah, Are you finally going to yeah, concede? I'm, yes. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Oh. I think Yilmaz is um, cemented the spot. Yeah, huge, huge development. Yeah, yeah. Is because he was so adamant. <laughs> but Barisic's got a three-year deal, right? And he was staying. Barisic is a terrific fullback oh, for right me. Enough. Barisic is done. It. He's done his time at Rangers. He's been a great assist machine at Rangers. He couldn't defend, and he's there's somebody better in his place now. Well, you know the first caller, and I'm sure we'll get back to it with Celtic fans. You know, last night that could be that could be the statement. It's seven goals. Equally, Rangers fans, Mark, I can just you know equally valid to come on and say that's a statement last night. That's one of the hardest places to yeah. go. Is that the banana skin? They're trailing. And to come out and win it, well, it, 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 it I know it's such a cliche, this right, but can you shake the notion that they maybe wouldn't have won that last season or earlier this season or whatever? Oh, I don't think they would have, no doubt about that. I don't know. There's just something that Clement's installed in that team uh, at the minute, and everything going in the right direction. But sometimes those wins, although the Celtic one was absolutely magnificent, the goals were brilliant, and the place was rocking. Those two one away ones at tough places are the ones that you really remember. If you've got a league medal in the back pocket at the end of the season, those are the ones that you reference and you go back to. And remember, we were one down and we dug in, the goalkeeper got us out of hole. Those are the ones the fans recall. So it'll be interesting when all said and done, if that's the one they go back to and say, that's the real one that won the league for Rangers, if it happens. Uh, thanks to John. Let's hear from Philippe Clement on that topic then. He was speaking afterwards. 
Um, and he, he says that the recent form that Kilmarnock were in shows just how good last night's result was. You can speak about 11 players or 15 or 16 players who did major things to get a result. That's also all credit to Derek and his team, uh, who made it a really big fight. And also what they've been doing uh, all these months, because it's now in 15 games that Kilmarnock only lost twice, two times against us. And the rest, they didn't lose one of the games. So huge credit also to Kilmarnock that they make it a really big fight. And of course, they're more used to these circumstances. And we had, apparently, we needed some time to to uh, adapt to the circumstances also because that's our big difference in the second half. Uh, Craig is a Rangers fan on the line. Craig, d- does that feel like a particularly big result, significant result? Or are you going to give me the all three points are the same managerial speak what do you think no I think uh, evening guys first of all hope you're all well good thank you no I think I think on the basis of that performance last night you're talking about would they have won that last season or six months ago I don't think they would have and I think that's, that's a game changer last night I think that could be three points to look back on at the end of the season that when you get a league what do you think Gordon we looked at because maybe even in, if you pair it with hearts mm-hmm Everyone spoke about, well, they're the third best team in the country. They're the most informed. Yes, it's at Ibrox, but it's about as tough a visitor to Ibrox as you can have on paper. Didn't turn mm-hmm. out that way. Uh, and then last night, if you're to handpick an away game to avoid, you're probably going Kilmarnock. And I, I'm enjoying the way the, the sort of perceived difficulty of the fixture list is now, it swings one way, then the other, because now Celtic go to Tynecastle at the weekend. It'll hurt you to say it, but again, on paper, Rangers have the... So-called easier fixtures mm-hmm. Stuart Kettlewell Hopefully not listening um, Did it feel like A kind of st- a statement result For yeah. you Or, or people uh, make too much of it No I think It is a bit of a statement Because um, And the reason I'm saying that Is not the fact that I fancied them To beat Kelly But it was the way The game was going They weren't playing At their best I thought Kelly Were causing All sorts of problems At set plays I thought they worked on it Brilliantly Under Derek McInnes I thought that Obviously that was their game plan They went 1-0 down I liked the way the manager acted very quickly He changed it right away at half time Brought on his substitutions Yes, Butland makes that save But we all know he's capable of that And then Rangers get back in the game And for me there was only going to be one winner So I don't think the performance would have been looked at I think the most important thing for Rangers Coming up there, mate, was the three points. M74. Mm, 77. 77. 77. You've, you've, you've made an absolute oh, backside of 77. your favourite. Oh, you're usually so good at that. Uh, well. 77. The old Atlas. Yeah, 77, yeah. I think once again, you know, you have to point out the... Just off at Dunbreck. <laughs> yeah. You have to point out the importance of the captain again. Oh, you know, yeah. look, last night was one of the, the, the first times in a long time I can remember when the goal went in for Kilmarnock, the roar at Celtic Park, and I turned and said to Gabs at the time, Range... Uh, Kelly must have scored. Um, oh, sitting and in the press box, mm, were you? Well, he was. Yeah. Once she sat down. But you know there was a there was a lull when Rangers scored. No doubt about it. Within the stadium, the, the game was won on the pitch. And I, I said, who scored? Tavernier again. And I thought, was that a penalty? No, I, I assumed it was a free kick, and it was a wonderful free kick again. I, I seen a replay at a one he'd scored earlier in his Rangers career at Rugby Park. Identical position. The technique. That boy's got is incredible, you know, to get so many on not only in target but to go in 
is frightening. So he digs him out a hole again as much as Butland does. He gets him back in the right direction. And then Lawrence making such an impact in the absence of Cantwell. So he's got players that he can rotate. I see a lot of uh, penalty stats that always do the rounds. Can any statos out there do do some work on free kicks? It feels like he's got quite a high success rate from direct free kicks. He, but again, that, that might just be my like I say feeling on it. I'd like to I'd like to have the concrete evidence. I don't I don't think it's luck that I think that boy will oh, practice day in, day out, Gordon, and he gets his rewards. because um, there are a lot of players that have that in their locker yeah. when you see it. Oh, you, you see it limited and it'll hit the wall and, and it'll go over. Season. And it he, feels like they do it a lot, but... His target, more often than not, he'll hit the target, he'll work the goalkeeper, or he'll put it in the top corner. And last night, there was that much curl and dip in it and pace on the ball that the goalkeeper does get across, he can only get a hand and it's in. So the amount of times they've got to thank... You look back at the cup final, where in open play, he digs him at the hole and he wins the cup for them. You know, the contribution he continually makes week after week... You know, it's absolutely incredible. We keep saying it for a right back, but for any player of the contribution mm. of what he does for the team, um, he's he'll certainly go down as one of the, the best players that have played in a long time for Rangers, no doubt. Right after last night, then Craig, where does your title winning confidence sit? Um, I think it still comes down to the old firm in April, if I'm honest. I think this weekend's a big weekend where the Rangers could go five in front before Celtic play, but. I think the big game will be the, again the old firm game. I think it's going to come down to that, and I think if Rangers can sneak it, I think I think they go on and win the league. Good man, Craig. Thank you very much. It's zero one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let me tell you about this. Clyde one. We've had another big winner. That's four in a row. Martin scooped one hundred forty eight thousand pounds. Mm. How many tickets is that to a Willy Wonka experience? You can figure it out for me during the break But you could be winning next Not you specifically Gordon Diel I was just pointing for dramatic effect But you could win £150,000 Paid into your bank account Straight after the call tomorrow What an amount You need to be in the draw by texting Yes to 61025 And we do give you good value for money If you do it right now You get five entries for the price of one text entry Texts are £2 plus your standard network rate You can enter at Clyde1.com for £2 or call 0330-880-4523. Calls charged at a standard rate. It's over 18s only. All the rules for this network competition are online. And the important bit is, if you get the call after 3pm tomorrow, firstly, answer within five rings. Say, make me a winner straight away. And that's how you win £150,000. Text yes to 61025. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are here It's 0141-951-1025 Or you can tweet us at Clyde SSB Andy is a Rangers fan What are you thinking tonight Andy? Hi guys, how you doing? Hope you are all having a good evening Good, thank you, good um, yeah, my thoughts were just uh, I'm a wee bit behind on the the live stream, so I was listening to the either first or second call and uh, caller, and he was talking about our Rangers having a good season or our Celtic having a bad season, and I'm just thinking to myself, well, clearly at one point of the season Rangers had to be having a bad season, and Celtic had to be having a good season, and then there has to, well, it seems to be after the the January break, but. Celtic seem to be having a bit of a bad season and Rangers have kept on with that consistency and 
built from Philippe Clement came in and I've been good and I've been having a good season and you only get to a point in the league where there's only two points in it and now you know certainly even after last night because watching as a Rangers fan it was very nervy until Tavernier kind of squared things up around about the 60th minute and then not long after Rangers went on to get the second but it was still a bit nervy getting over the line after that but then Celtic of course went and hammered a 7-1 win over Dundee so that goal difference that we thought we would just uh, made over uh, Celtic with a 5-0 beating our hearts was was annihilated really so oh he's gone just disappeared Um, where did we get to we feel like we were building up to the punchline it did sound like that um, <laughs> We'll just make the next in bit relation, up the next in relation to the earlier call I think he was going to say Celtic's going to win the league Did he not? No I don't was think he not so gone that way? He's a Rangers fan <laughs> um, But yeah I think it was that, that earlier caller Who's thinks that, you know, who's having a good season who, Who's having a bad season We could kind of go round and round oh, We've got Andy back Andy can you hear us? Yeah sorry right, about that left you right in your the, the, Don't the, worry carry on Alright so so is it basically we've got to this point where it's now like very 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 close and we have a real title race on our hands and it's not so much our Celtic having a good season or Rangers having a good season or a bad season it's a bit of both Celtic have to have a bit of a bad season and Rangers have to have a bit of a bad season just they just they're just doing it at different times and that's why we've got to the position we're in everybody can logically see that that's the case now the, the thing is though. Is it what I'm loving about it, and what even as a Rangers fan wanting to to be maybe five six points clear of Celtic, it's exciting having this back again. And I, I, I think maybe a lot of young Celtic fans, possibly I don't know the age demographic or people phoning in, but maybe all the younger Celtic fans growing up where it's when Rangers weren't there to challenge and have just been so used to winning everything, and then of course even when Rangers came back, they they went on this triumphant. Treble, treble, quadruple, treble, whatever, whatever. You know, it, it, they, mm. they're just too too used to winning things. That now, when Rangers are back and look like a force to be reckoned with, because they they can talk about sixty five million in the bank, but it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, both these teams in Glasgow are financeable. So whether one team has nothing in the bank, people are still going to invest because they think they'll get a return. So it doesn't really matter. Players, money, it doesn't matter who who who's spending the most. Who is the results on the park? Not the performances necessarily. Yes, the performances help when you're getting good results. But it's the results in the park at the end of the day which make up for what's going to happen at the end of the season. And nobody cares about the performances if they're lifting the trophy. Mm. They only care about the performances if they're sitting there with a the runners-up medals. It would take and people much smarter than me to do some sort of psychological deep dive into this rivalry, Mark. But it is the bit of it as a sort of outsider, if you like, growing up to it, that I think it... It forms a real part of the intensity, but it's maybe one of the worst parts of the rivalry for me is the obsession with how bad the other team mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Because my, my again, from the outside, naively supporting a wee team, if I spend all season saying, they're rubbish, they're rubbish, they're rubbish, and then my team goes and pips this rubbish team, then it doesn't say very much for <laughs> for my point. team. Yeah. I would much rather say, do you know what, they're they're excellent, but we're just even better. Yeah. And that's never going to work in Glasgow. You never want to admit that they're good. So rather than worrying about, <laughs> I think you know, Andy was, don't worry about who's having a good season or a bad season, at what point we've got a proper sprint on now from yeah. end of February 
and whoever wins will deserve to win. And well, you, you and Andy are right. Uh, I mean, it's quite unique to this country because you can't imagine Man City fans saying about Liverpool or you know go to any league in the world, Real Madrid, Barcelona. They're not very good. It's just here because the hatred and the rivalry is is that much. Um, but they're going about it in different ways this season. You only have to look at the the drawn and lost column. Rangers have lost four games this season, albeit um, two of them to Celtic. Um, one to Aberdeen, one to Kelly was at the start of the season. So the early part to about, you know, around about the Christmas period. And then Celtic only lost two, but they've drawn five. Rangers only drawn one this season. So a lot of the complaints from the Celtic fans have came from those games that they've drawn. It's been too slow. It's been teams coming to Celtic Park and going away with a point where that just wouldn't happen last season. Um, but it is exciting. There's no doubt about it. You could feel it within the stadium last night when Kilmarnock took the league uh, lead and it was a throwback to like the years I was here I could feel on the pitch sometimes when the opposition had scored against Rangers when we were playing the same time and those players will be experiencing that at this minute I'm loving the excitement I, I totally agree I think uh, it's what the game needs uh, the two of the top teams were you just lying in the bath last night with like, all the screens on different yeah. radios just trying to keep up with it all unbelievable candles everything I just made it a Wednesday night super listen to his super scoreboard I thought the boys just were brilliant last night splashing away to yeah. your heart's content I don't know who, who's on um, but, got a bad image but I've got it is, it, look it is exciting because this will go right to the probably the last game. I think the Celtic Rangers, Rangers Celtic games, whatever you want, where you want, they'll become so so important. Will they? Will oh, they? I think so. Keep asking this. I think they will. Rangers, think they Rangers will. have managed a nine-point swing without beating Celtic. I know that. And I'm not saying it guarantees you anything, but should we just open our eyes to the possibility? Because I think that that if you look at it, I think they'll take so much from last night. They're hitting. I think they'll start to hit a bit for them. Rangers have been terrific, you know, squad rotation's been very good under Clement. Um, I think that it will come down to the wire. Do you think it'll go to the last game? Yeah, yeah. But I think the I think the O'Farham games will be so, so important, Mark. And I know what you're saying, Celtic have won the, the last two and uh, Rangers are sitting top of the league. But we're now getting closer. The run-in's on, 10 games to go. You're looking at who's really going to upset... Rangers and Celtic out with. You look at Rangers, for instance, Hearts, Kilmarnock, oh, two tricky uh, games. They've come through in flying colours. Celtic went out and demolished Dundee last night. If they go to Tyne Castle and they beat Hearts comfortably and make that statement, I think all of a sudden the pressure is on the old firm games. Mm. Andy, go and put a percentage on it. You're a Rangers fan. What are you thinking? How confident are you winning the league after last night? I still think it's it's like flipping a coin. Like at the beginning of the the season, before any ball was kicked, it's it's like flipping a coin and seeing where it lands at the end. I do th- agree that I think a lot of it will come down to the the old firms. I think that both teams have shown that they. Can, I mean, especially Rangers um, in recent form have shown that they've been able to overcome adversity and and get those three points in the bag to to keep the pressure on Celtic and then overtake them. Celtic are now, I think, have a bit of a spring in their step because they've been overtaken. They've got a point to prove. And I think that certainly will come come into play when it comes to the old Mm. firms. So I think that there will be... it will. I think a lot of it will come down to then. But I do as well think... I don't think between now and then that the old firms are the only 
games that both Rangers and Celtic will drop points. I think there will be wee hiccups along the way, and I think there will still there will still be some little little twists and turns. We will see um, outside of them, but but yeah, one wee final thing just to make it quick. That, uh, Somebody on right, yeah. It was just to, uh, to say, yeah. Every season that back in the day, and uh, I, I'm glad that it's come back to this. It's like flipping a coin at the beginning of the season, seeing when it lands. And the, pro- the problem with Celtic is, I think a lot of anger comes from them, is because they had a chance to literally make it out of reach for anybody or any other club, and they didn't do it when they had the opportunity when Rangers were down. And I think that's where a lot of Celtic anger comes from. We will see Andy Thank you very much He says the title race Is like a flip of the coin Let's flip our own coin in here Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football It is Beat the pundit time 01419511025 And the lines close at 7 So if you fancy Taking on these two Football anoraks This evening Get your calls in Right now please Tackle the headlines one four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel are here, looking back in a huge night. Top, middle, and bottom of that table, it was all happening. So keep your thoughts coming on the title race. Do you know what? I've got this theory, right? Maybe the title race is so exciting that we've all matured as a footballing public <coughs> because do you know we've not actually that many calls about refereeing decisions last night. Mm. Usually that's, okay. that's you get the sort good of thing football, good that action. goes wall to wall yeah. I think I did see a couple And if you do want to discuss handballs uh, At Rugby Park Or anything in the Edinburgh Derby Maybe you St Mirren fans have still got a grievance from Tuesday Which I think everyone would agree with Even this most divided football landscape uh, We're here for you 01419511025 But let's play this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Right, beat the pundit time Lewis is in Livingston Lewis is a Hibs fan How's it going mm. Lewis? How you doing alright? You feel robbed last night Lewis? Robbed, absolutely robbed Robbed I pro- right. I, I'm, a, I'm a stickler for the rules There'll be no robbery on here But we'll talk about the derby after we play How does that work for you alright? Yeah. Aye, sounds good, good eh? man. If it's heads, you'll take on Mark Wilson. If it's tails, it'll be Gordon Diel. And it is heads. Mark Wilson, you're fourth in the pundits leaderboard. Weirdly. Oh, thanks. I think yeah, you yeah. Where am I? I'm a slow Four, burner. You're fourth bottom. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that mm-hmm. midway. Many mm. plays. Eight. Half. Halfway. You've, you've got a 57% win rate. Your colleague here, 77. Strong. That. And a 10 in there. I've got Never the forget the 10. 100. But you've also been grannied. Yes. So it's been so. a mixed bag. Anyway. Going to play Mark Wilson So let's give Mark Some greatest hits radio To listen to So he can hear us uh, Right You've got 30 seconds Lewis You just answer as many as you can And pass if you do not Know the answer Does that make sense? Yeah sounds good Good man 30 seconds then On the clock And your time starts now What club did Hart Sign Lauren Shanklin from? Dundee uh, night How many different scorers Did Celtic have last night? Seven. True or false Clyde Bank were the first team in Britain To have an all-seated stadium True Darren Young is the manager of which club? Pass John Lundstrom comes from which English city? Sheffield Who are Celtic's current front of shirt sponsor? Daffelbeck Ryan Fraser is on loan at which English club? Newcastle What was Craig Levine's last managerial job before St Johnson? Hearts 
Okay, let's bring Mark Wilson back. Can you hear us? Yes. That stupid grin on his face. What's wrong with that? I've not seen you smile like that since you fleeced families thirty-five quid a ticket to yeah. come to your Willy Wonka experience. Yeah, I'm, I'm interesting to see. I'm interested to see how Mark gets on with us. Mm. Questions. I think there's a mixed bag in there. Okay. I had a strong start and a poor finish. Well, we admit actually that d- despite all the <laughs> quite often the case for yourself, <laughs> the, the Willy Wonka gate and first ever that he announced during the break that he's the only person on planet Earth that doesn't know he doesn't get the joke. He's n- he's not heard I've of this. No, I was serious. Really me never ran across. Not all seen it. Are you familiar with the internet? Is that yes, a concept? I am, yeah, yeah, uh, I'm on it often. <laughs> you must be watching entirely Constantly. different things. Yeah, yeah. Because as soon as you log on nowadays, <laughs> it's there. Data. I've not seen no. it. I've been too busy. I'm I'll show you obviously doing other things. Right, 30 no, no, no. seconds on the clock for you, Mark <laughs> Wilson, and yeah. your time starts okay. now. What club did Hart sign Lawrence Shanklin from? Dundee United. Oh, no, How many not. different scorers did Celtic have last night? Seven. True or false? Clyde Bank were the first team in Britain to have an all-seated stadium. False. Darren Young is the manager of which club? Darren uh, Alvin. John Lundstrom comes from which English city? Sheffield. Who? Who are Celtic's current shirt sponsor? Uh, Magners. Ryan Fraser is on loan at which English club? Bournemouth. Who was Craig Levine's last managerial job before St. Johnson? Hearts. Wow, me. Lewis, you must have done him there. I told you. I told uh, you. I think it's close. I think it's close. I look, I t- the Hibs fan had a couple of Hearts questions to answer. Actually, Lauren Shankland <laughs> signed from Beershot. 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 And you're right away. Um, Lewis, you did not chuck a pie at him last night, did you? I did not, no, Good. it wasn't me. Shouldn't really make jokes because there was, did you notice that bottle opener thrown? Mm. I mean, talk mm. about acts of stupidity. And then, so I know that is serious, so I don't want to be seen to like condone that side of it. Absolutely ludicrous, some of the stuff that went on. I'm glad he at least managed to make a light of some of it. I saw his tweet, um, yeah, but an luckily that's... and then he finishes he it off. An I know, he finishes it off with a penalty, top bins. Thanks, yeah. Anyway, I won't rub it in Lewis. Did he get that? Much. No, he no. didn't. Ah, good. No. Uh, Celtic had seven different scorers, which you both got. Clyde Bank were the first yes. team in Britain to have an all-seated Really? Stadium, yeah, apparently. I played it. But what happened to it? I opened it. Because I've not got it now. So? So where is it? It Can... used to be where oh. Asda is. Across the road. See where Az does. I need was to check that out. Really? Hugh Keevans can text and confirm. I'm sure. That, across that, the that sounds yeah, pretty yeah, unbelievable. I played there. It's where Az does. All seated. All seated. There you go. Um, and so Lewis, Lewis didn't get that. Lewis got it. Oh, shut up. <laughs> what I guess that is, Lewis. Well, what do you mean, what I guess? It's true yeah. or false? Well, I guess it's the whole not. nature of the question, right? right? Lewis is one up, but not for long because Sterling Albion is Darren Young's club or level. I must say, I'm surprised that you both here. John Lundstrom, I thought he was like quite famously Scouse. Oh, so he is, But he both went Sheffield. Oh, well, both done, been Lewis. Gladiators. Say it before. the weekend. As filmed in Sheffield, love it. Should Never miss it. Did you go Sheffield yeah, this week? Yeah, yeah. I hey, you know. thought I was right. You gave me a nudge like it was right. nodding along. He's talking about. Yeah. Just is it because he signed from Sheffield? Ah, it must be. Right. Okay, yeah. fair enough. It must be that. Scouts, it's well known. Anyway, are we level? Mm. No one, one. Ah, yeah, level. Yeah, level. Two, two. Celtics ah. shirt sponsor Daffabet. I mean, it's not been Magners for since you played. Been a while. Maybe think I need a Magners. But Lewis got that. Well, what? No way! And goes one in front. <laughs> How did you know that? 
He's a big I'm gambler. Just up to date with strips. <laughs> Gambles Aye, okay, up to date with strips. Lose the Habs fan that goes to Celtic Park. He got evens to beat you at beat the pundit tonight, and it's looking like <sighs> good a good investment. Um, Ryan Fraser is on loan at which club? You both were just wide of the target. He used to play for Bournemouth. That's I think that's a worse answer than um, Lewis, who at least went for his parent club. Um, but he's on loan at Southampton. Is that definitely a loan? Yeah, it's a loan. So well done. Uh, none of you. No, I say well yeah, done. None of you got it yeah. right. Um, the last question then is going to decide it. Craig Levine's last managerial job before St Johnson was Hearts. Mark Wilson. He's got it. He's got it. Too easy that one. Well done to you, Lewis. Congratulations. I did get Hearts. Thank you. Does that make up? Does that make up in any way for? Last night's penalty decision. No, uh, it helps. At <laughs> it least helps Martin, a bit. I'm assuming Marvin Bartley's signature will be on it, so that'll do. Uh, I think so. We don't see him much these days when Queen of the South. His tracksuit will be on it shortly. Um, <laughs> did you two like Lewis would say that? But did you two share his pain? Was that a bad penalty decision? Last in, night, in my opinion, it was ridiculous. Ridiculous. You're going yeah, that far. Yeah, are I'm you? going ridiculous. It's not look. If you're on the heart side, you're delighted with it. Of course you are. Um, are they contact? Yes, yeah, slightly. But that, for me, like, is it Vargas that was involved mm-hmm. in it? Um, I think he certainly was playing for a penalty kick. And the referee fell for it for me. I don't think that was a penalty kick. Again, Mark, unfortunately, um, it, seems, it seems to be, and there's a, I think there's quite a lot of consensus on this one as well. We do keep saying... Why don't referees stick with their decision? Don't let that guy in the VAR tell you what to do. You know, if you stick, you know, stick, have the courage of your convictions. It just so happens that every time they do it, people then say, "Ah, but not that one," because that's yeah. that's really bad, and you, sh- you shouldn't have stuck with that one. Um, is I, that is that the category I, it falls into I, for you yeah, last night? Yeah, because Farah's designed to allow them to to go and have a look because it is exceptionally difficult for them in that situation. Whether this clearly are coming together. To judge if it merited a, a foul or not. Now, he's got another look at that on the screen, and I don't know many people that would look at that and say, "Yeah, I can see that being a penalty." I, I thought it was ridiculous. Fish obviously misses the ball. It's slight contact with Fish's back foot and Vargas, and Vargas goes down um, way too easily. So it's never a penalty, concerning how Clancy um, gives it. <laughs> what's, yeah. what's going on? Why, oh, why do we do this, right? So, see if I was the producer, I would just stay quiet because I'd never notice. He's just sent me a message saying, um, just had a caller saying that Aberdeen beat Clyde Bank by a month and a half. <laughs> so what does that leave us? Means Mark Wilson yes! gets a draw. I knew it! Nah, I'm, I'm giving the honourable no. win to, to Lewis just to avoid the chaos of having... No, 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 you can't do no, that. No, 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 because we've had a VAR review here. That's no, what we've had. Finished. And you road. are being Kevin Clancy. The game's finished. You are sticking to your decision. It was about 20 That's, minutes ago. Lewis is still on, it's a tiebreak. No, Lewis is getting a ball. We can do it for your record if you want. Lewis, I... What would you do, a tiebreak? If you, if you want, I'll yeah, get a tie He's still getting the sign ball. No, you know. No, there's a five minute um, passage here. That I works. thought there was a stadium in the northeast that, no, that, that was all, all seated because I knew Aberdeen. Why, why, why <laughs> throw these crises on me, though? <laughs> because he's clearly, he's clearly recognised his mistake <laughs> like with just, that question. Like, see, when you Google, like, which team had the first <laughs> all seater stadium, like, surely only, like, 
I, I like his How honesty. How do we do this? I, uh, and then just put I the like wrong answer honest. in. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair to him, he's recognised his mistake. A true or false? Claim bank. <laughs> Can you get that? Not even claim bank. <laughs> Apparently, they both claim it on their websites. But what I would say is, if you've seen what Gordon DL claims on his dating profile, it's a bit different to reality. So sometimes you need to maybe check with a, a different source. I'm sleepy easier what tonight. Is the correct when I didn't get beat. What are we even doing now? Are we, are we playing beat the pundit? Are we talking about the derby last night? We're playing a tiebreak. Surely And then back to more About the derby Did, Yeah yeah, we'll do that I don't know Is this oh, disrupting the, the show It is a bit oh, Let's uh, Right let's <laughs> Pinjo let's, let's play oh, oh, it's, a the music one. it's a folk yeah. question How many international goals Have the Scotland men's team scored Ever Ever <laughs> <laughs> Quickly write it down And then I'll invite Lewis to give me his oh. attempt Not a chance <laughs> Right Not okay Lewis what chance. are you going for Hurry up, Lewis. Whoa. We stop giggling. Aye. Counting. Uh, 470. Oh, oh, my goodness. This is tight. This is absolutely <laughs> dreadful. This is, the, this is the worst, one of the worst tiebreakers of all time. Because Mark Wilson has won it despite being nearly a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my yeah. Like, to both of you I know the Scotland men's team 500 have had their have had their difficulties over the years but we've been on the go for about 150 years we've scored 1411 oh, goals I thought we were low scores Mark Wilson I said 500 Lewis said 400 oh. he went 470 <laughs> yeah but it's Lewis Lewis good oh game oh my good no, game wasn't. it's been entertaining for everybody back to the listening. derby I, th- I think me robbed last night and robbed <laughs> exactly <laughs> well, you're still getting the sign ball for that it's our fault oh, clearly um <laughs> You're the draw specialist to the Lewis. What um I mean top six is still a bit in the in the balance, isn't it? It's getting there. I think we're building we're building something, hopefully. We should see signs of it after the summer. Nick Montgomery gets a bit of time in the transfer market and get some good signings in because Marcondes and his other signings have looked good so far. Yeah, he sounds like quite an understanding chap, Lewis. And again, yeah. there are there are clearly signs there. Um <coughs> Stop drawing games, clearly. I yeah, that's it. I think that they can just be a little bit more solid at the back. I think the tweak in the system, the extra midfield player certainly helped. Makes him a threat middle to front. Boyle coming back with his pace and experience as well has obviously helped. But they just look a team that certainly can give up goals for me. No doubt about that. I mean, they're so open at the back, the way they play... I get it's all about playing out through the back and you promote the full-backs wide and you get the centre-backs to try. But the evidence is there. Continually losing goals and easy goals at that. So sometimes you need to tweak things just to get a bit of stability. Um, and you're right, you need to stop drawing games. Ten, ten draws, you think they can turn half of them into wins and where you are on the table. Um, so... I don't know where he actually sits. Is he under pressure? No, nah, look, they're one point off top six, right? Yeah. With what? So they've got six games to go until the split. One point. So um, you can't say in any certainty though which way that is going to go. You know, I, you would say what the players have got. Of course, you can see them pushing on, but you look at their past results this season and teams beating them, even at Easter Road. You could see them going in the opposite direction as well. So. It's a tricky one for Lewis and all Hibs fans because they've got the players certainly at the top end of the pitch to hurt teams so fragile defensively. What if it, if it wasn't to be top six, Lewis? Is that 
absolute failure Is that a disaster Or would you still have A bit of understanding And a hope that Things would be better in the there's, just, there's, there's been so much Unrest recently So I think it's Understandable this season But I think if it was To repeat itself next season Then that's when You start looking worse where else the problem lies Because we can't just keep changing managers Over and over again We need to look at something else I don't, and think, I don't, that, know what I don't think that is true um, But at the same time It's like people say oh, Results driven business And that's also true But at some point A club is going to need to show a little bit of bravery mm. as, long as, you, as long as the supporters And the people up above Can see the direction the managers Try to take the club Then I think you give as much time as possible um, if you're losing games and there's nothing in the horizon you think then you change your manager uh, I agree I think Hibs have just got to settle everything down go with this guy see what it takes him look at the transfer, uh, transfer window in mm. the summer hopefully he can bring in better defenders for me and see if they can kick on because they do get good crowds at Easter Road thank you very much to Lewis I'll tell you what an eventful do you know what some people have got no sense of <clears throat> sympathy out there Reagan L2 Angers FC saying it shouldn't even have gone to a tie break because if you take a point off of Lewis and give it to Mark for the 50 fit for the head Hold on a minute Mark Wilson's That's won. a great point It's an obvious point but listen It wasn't that obvious to me if I was I, wrapped up in the yeah. tie break listen, there. It, You've got to have a bit of sympathy to the callers If I hadn't kept him on to talk about the Edinburgh derby he'd be up the road with his sign ball we would never have got that but far we'd have been phoning them I thought it would just be a good, bit of fun yeah, let's just go point, to the let's just point. go to the that would have the been better if we let him go away thinking back. he was a winner no, oh by the way Lewis back in the phone ah you're not getting your ball I was meant to say Big Bartley another victory for and Mark to everybody Ron. who's moaning because um, actually a slight confession when I read the question to Lewis I said um, what Celtic's front of shirt sponsor I didn't Aye. say the word front for you And some are saying Ah Magners is still on the back But if you think he knew that You're yes, giving him way too I've much been, credit All of a sudden Double roll a chance Not a chance <laughs> I didn't know that I Exactly was, I was no, the front. You're not getting Thanks that. for the support out there Joe Keep it coming <laughs> Joe is on the line What are you thinking tonight Joe? Oh my ears have been ringing Listening to you oh, lads Sorry Joe Good evening no, Good evening to you Two points what, what made me phone tonight was I couldn't believe the first caller. He, after a result with Celtic had last night, he's talking about what Rangers signed and what they spent and all that. Ridiculous. And also last night at Rugby Park, that was a harsh penalty Kilmarnock got. Very harsh. Yeah, what did, what, did you feel that the elbow was tucked in, that sort of thing, for John Lundstrom? Well, when you see the... Right, OK, I can see why the referee gave it. But when you see it on the replay... Mm -hmm. He was tucked in. He, he, he couldn't avoid that. That was. It was never a penalty kick. Never. Yeah, Mark. You guys. One of you guys gave us your howler at the start. It, it's almost like, and Joe summed it up quite fairly. Once the ball hits his arm and his arm kind of flies out, you can kind of almost imagine why the ref thinks that. But then that's, that's not really the point. If you've got to, you've got the capacity to slow it down and look at it, which they do. They always say. You know, natural position, making the body bigger out with the silhouette. That kind of mental challenge that people set themselves over. If you take John Lundstrom's arm away, what does it do? It hits his body, just hits him in the side. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Have they fallen for the fact that it hits his arm, which causes his arm to kind of fly out afterwards? Yeah, they've got to have. They've got to have. And you know what? I can excuse in real time because it is so quick. Um, and when it happens and you see the arm out I think a lot of people within the ground And the players perhaps on the pitch at the time Even Rangers players might have thought Oh, 
that's that's going to be a penalty. But you're right, when you can look at that and you can slow it down and everything's frame by frame now, you can clearly see Lundstrom's arm as tucked in. And, you know, we keep saying, what did they expect players to do with an arm? But that one especially, because he's kind of turning away. It's tucked in so tight, can't do anything. The force of the ball is then taking his arm out. So the ball has impacted him um, and, and you know, obviously taking his arm out. So... For me, it was incredible how they didn't get to the right decision again on that. It's, it's been a midweek full of mistakes, but that one for me, followed by the one that they didn't get. I mean, if, you give, if you give Lundstrom's, mm-hmm. you've got to give the, the yeah. Lewis Mail one. I've seen, I've seen a bit about the, a third one, Gordon, but that... You, Finley? You, can, you can't give those. I, no. know, I know that handball's an absolute disaster and everyone's furious about it, but the one where it's like a... Ch- and, it, and it pops up and hits them... By old law, new law, confusing law, that one's not. And yeah. I think we can kind of really agree with that. Well, maybe not, but we, we probably should. Mm-hmm. Um, however, did you feel Ranger did deserve the, the Lewis Mayo one yeah. that Mark alludes yeah. to? Yeah, and I can, I'm sort of a slightly got to disagree with Mark. I can see why Lundstrom's was given. Um, when I seen it at first, I thought, oh, he's in trouble here. Um, but the Lewis Mayo. Definitely is a penalty. I agree. Finlay was never a penalty. Um, but today's game, you never know with handball what is a penalty and not. You know, referees have got such a difficult job. They've got to make that decision. Um, you look at, for instance, Tuesday night's game, St Mirren. There's a, a, the clearest penalty you'll ever see in your life. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't given. So I mean, what? that's one of... That falls into that sort of inexplicable category, doesn't Incredible. it? Incredible. Because we always see try and be fair of, look, it's it's just a judgment call. <laughs> You've got to remind everyone, it's just a judgment call. You might think an arm's outstretched and I, I might not see it as that. I might see it a bit closer, yeah. but that is That's above a, the headache. Like, and, really. <clears throat> well, I can't, I, listen, I always defend referees. I, th- I know how difficult his job is. But you cannot tell me that... VAR do not ask him to go and have a look at that on Tuesday night because it's a, mm. everybody in the stadium can see it's a stonewall penalty kick. St Mirren fans, you might want to have your say on that. Joe, what about the, the outcome, the overall picture? How did you feel importance-wise? think it might have a big say at the end of the season. Well, I think every game's going to have a big say at the end of the season. I think it'll, it'll come down to the two old firm games. If, if either win them, I think the league's there. So whoever wins them is win the league. We'll see. We'll watch with interest. Thank you, Joe. 01419511025. We'll take more calls next. Clyde One. Live. Celebrating the first 50 years. Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson are very excited about this. They've been telling me all day. They've got the date in their diary. It's Friday the 31st of May uh, because it's just been announced this week that Callum Beattie is the second act for Clyde One Live, joining Amy McDonald at the Ovo Hydro and even more acts to be announced over the coming weeks and big names so stay tuned you can get your tickets at Clyde1.com head over there right now check that out and get the date in your diary Clyde One live at the Hydro 31st of May Clyde One Super Scoreboard hear it watch it search the YouTube stream now 141-951-1025 this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here on the usual number if you want to speak to them. Why wouldn't you? And you can tweet as well at Clyde SSB. I think we've got a Comarnock fan, do we? Going to line that up. 
hopefully but keep your calls coming in lots to get through before the end of the evening uh, no Aberdeen fans want to come on and have a grumble I was there last night there was a lot of grumbling being done uh, so I wonder how you're feeling about things now is it actually a relegation battle now as opposed to a fight for the top six maybe it can be a bit of both but you can let us know and uh, tweet us, phone us do whatever you wish let me give you this question first the full time teaser with Universal Interiors East Kilbride offering champion bespoke media units to put you right in the game Maybe you Motherwell fans, was that the result that has you officially looking up in your mind rather than worrying about what comes below or are you not at that stage yet? Do let us know. Thanks to Simon for sending this question. I think you two are going to squish this. Let's see if you can do it without getting any wrong answers, right? Oh, don't I'm just start. up to the ante for you. Right. Since 2016, there are... 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 non-old firm players... Who've scored 15 or more in a single Premiership season? Shanklin. Yep. Uh, Rooney Aberdeen. <sighs> Didn't last long, did it? Did they not? No. Yes, he did. No. Sure. Apparently not. Higdon. No, not since 2016. Check Rooney. You're kidding me on. Regan Charles Cook. Nope. Oh, did he not score 15 plus? It was only like 12 or something and Van Veen get, Yeah Kevin Van Veen Right we'll leave it there then Shankland and Van Veen We'll get back to it And if you want to submit a question like Simon The address you need is full time At Clyde1.com With the way our quizzing has been going Adam Rooney probably will be on that <laughs> list To be fair um, But I'll, I'll have another look uh, Right let's bring in Peter Who's a Kilmarnock fan How are you Peter? I'm fine Gordon how are you? Yeah not bad What are you thinking last night then? Good start Tailed away What, what else did you want to get off your chest? I want to pull up Mark Wilson. Oh, yes, go for it. About his, uh, he was right about David Dickinson. First commandment penalty. It's, it's never a penalty. Neither of the handballs I didn't think were penalties. But what about the Diamondi pulling Polworth back? The one they're talking about. Butland comes out halfway out and he, he manages to get it. If Diamondi doesn't pull Polworth back, he's getting that. It's a fair, it's a fair question. Mm. What do you think, you two? And then in the second half as well, the Liam Donnelly one. It's a penalty. See, on that one, Dillian Donnelly, Peter, I've got to agree with you on that one. I think Kilmarnock were hard done by in that one. I think there was enough in that to, to award a penalty because I don't know why Donnelly would have went down in that situation. He's, he, he's touch, goal side, he? he's got a good touch and he goes down. So I would agree with you on that one. Mm, what about the Diomandi one? It's a very, very tight call, isn't it? Um, I can understand that Kelly fans would be screaming... That's a red card. Um, I don't know. Look, he does grab the shirt, but does he let go the right time that the referee decides that? So you think a, a split second longer of a hole? I think he's and off. He's gone. I think he's off. I think it's so tight, Gordon. I really do. Look, I think if you're in both camps, if that's um, a Kamarok fan uh, player doing that to a Rangers player, I think Rangers play, uh, supporters built maps. Is it? One and of I can those, agree with Kamarok fans. Is it one maps. of those that also? Unfortunately, I'm not saying I'm not saying this makes it right that if the player makes more of it, maybe it's a different outcome. Yeah, you could, you could. You got to say that Butlin once again read the situation very, very but well. P- and Peter be- believes that Jack Butlin's but, but, not getting there ahead of Liam Polworth if he's not pulled. Well, we can't. 
I can understand both sides of the argument. Very understanding now. tonight without Yeah, I'm basically, aside. I'm sitting in the fence a little bit with this one. Um, you're going back to the Kilmarnock penalty kick. Um, I do agree that I would have liked to see a better angle of it, right? Because Mark makes good points in the sense that if you're in that position as a, strike, a midfield player and you're a striker and you're trying to get in and go, you ain't going down. You're not throwing yourself down there for a penalty kick. So there must have been some contact. I couldn't see the, the angle that would be 100% on it, but certainly claims a penalty kick for what a penalty What about the out. angle you did see? Yeah, it wasn't conclusive. I, 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 I don't like... <laughs> you know I would do anything I can to not agree with him. I kind of see where he's coming from. Mm. Not to pick whether it was or it wasn't. I think we, I, I would just would have liked to see more of it. I, that's exactly what I'm, I'm saying I'm with you on that But that's just a personal thing uh, Peter look There's no shame in Losing narrowly I guess To the, the league leaders When you've you've done so well This season I take it You know All the good work That's been done That's all just Still in the bank And you just Move on after last night I suppose But uh, I mean I've not made the top six yet They're all thinking They're, they're, set, they're settling I'm more worried I'm, I'm more concerned About the Scottish Cup I'd rather we had a I'm not really too bothered about top six. I'd rather we had a really get to the semi or the final of the Scottish. But we're at Aberdeen and the way things are going, I can see that being his first win. You know that? I can just get a feeling that uh, <laughs> what, you think so? They'll eventually get it right. We've never, we've never beaten them in the Scottish. And I was there a year ago when we were 3-2 up with a minute to go extra time. And we lost a penalty and it went to 3-3. Three, three. We thought, oh, that's it, going to penalties. And they scored again. They beat us 4-3. They scored twice in the last minute. <laughs> it was, it's amazing. It scarred you. I think that scarred you, Peter. I, mean, I wouldn't be too worried about going to Aberdeen because I said it earlier, they've won three league games at Padordi this season. No, Their forms no league wins yet for Neil Warnock. Yeah, he's struggling, isn't he? Um, he come up with... And now, I'm not denying that the lad has been a brilliant career. Can you refer to a 75-year-old as a lad? That's yeah. a really important question for yeah, the listeners. Okay, the manager... Now okay, Neil Warner, the, the manager, has had... Think a, that's uh, ever been done before? Yeah. The uh, lad, the, the, the boy Warnock. Uh, the boy Warnock up at he's, Aberdeen. He's, he's had a terrific uh, career as a manager <laughs> down south. He come up with high hopes. He's come up with, um, you know, a lot of excitement round about him. It's just, it's not working at this moment in time. Who, who's like, been excited I'm round gone, about him? I'm gone after the, the lad Warnock. The, the lad Warnock is underperforming. You know what, not, if, you know, if you listen to his press conferences and his interviews, he always says, are you with me? Have you noticed that? Did he really? No, like, so like, you know, Ange uh, Postacoglu would always say mate or yeah. whatever. He'll make mm -hmm. a point and he'll say, are you with me? And he just keeps saying it. You should have said no. No, no I don't think the Aberdeen, the Aberdeen fans are fans with you. Not, we're not <laughs> with you, Neil. Um, he's got a lot to turn round. Let's let's be. Uh, if you're coming you got there fully confidence. That's what I would say. It's clearly beyond the stage for Aberdeen. It's not about sound bites anymore. Um, in fact, let's just. I think we can actually hear a bit of what. Fun enough, but it's not about sound bites. Let me let me play your sound bite before we um, and analyse it further. I mean, you, you look at the goals we're conceding and do you see us winning another game? If you concede goals like that, you're not going to win games. So we've got, we've got to cut it out. It's difficult at the moment. Can't remember ever, you know, having a team concede goals like we are. I think that, you know, they're a good group of players, but we've got to do better at what they do, really, without naming names. The, the, the certain players have got to do better. You just can't legislate for the goals that we're conceding. I don't understand why people are making wrong decisions at right vital times, really. But, you know, there's only so much you can do 
uh, with the squad really. The squad is what it is and we have to stop feeling sorry for it and, and get on with it and trying to pick a team. I mean, St Mirren will be rubbing their hands, I would imagine, looking at us uh, uh, tonight and at Killy. But we've got to come up with something. When you look at the goals we conceded, I don't think anybody can be confident, really. You know, I think it's a good job that I'm here. I think some, it needs some experience here to, to look at what we have and try and get something out of the game, uh, out of the games that we've got coming up. Quite remarkable. Um, you know, That's a good job, is some men must be rubbing their hands. I think he said, was it last week? No one will give us a chance when we go down there. Um, he's at Aberdeen. He's at a big club. Um, a club who had a big budget, who played in Europe earlier on this season. Now, I, I get that that wasn't under Neil Warnock's watch, but he's been brought in to get the best out of a bunch of players who are hugely underperforming. And he's he continually saying, nobody will give them a chance and you can't see he's winning another game. I don't think the players in the dressing room need to hear that. I don't think the fans, and that's the most important things, want to hear their new manager who's coming up here to try and push them up the league and not look over their shoulders is coming out with things like that. So, he, he has an made, odd way of going about it. He has made a difference, Mark. You've got to say, he's made them worse. You look at um, their home record, the amount of goals that they're conceding as well, cheaply. I think he was having a little... A little go at the squad there now obviously Barry Robson lost his job because they weren't performing but if you analyse that Aberdeen squad there's some decent players in there you can get I'd certainly get a tune out of them um, and he's obviously not doing that just now so he's got a big big job in his hands well we look forward to that cup tie when it comes round Peter thanks for calling tonight thank you Peter let's bring in Sam who's a Celtic fan what have you got for us Sam how are we doing, guys? Um, just a kind of generic point tonight mm -hmm. uh, in, rela in relation to VAR. Um, I watched the St Mirren Ross County game on Tuesday night, and uh, I couldn't believe that the penalty um, that wasn't even looked at VAR wasn't given. I'm referring to the handball in the Ross County yeah, box yeah. in the first half. Um, I think that, in comparison, and as you said, I'm a, I'm a Celtic fan, so before. Um, it's gone. It's gone again. Mm -hmm. um, good point, though. To, and I, I think you know St Mirren fans would be up in arms. That probably falls into the, you know, not one that we would even debate really. And that says something for us because we'll we'll debate them all. There'll be team bias inserted wherever you want it to be. But that probably Sam did finish just before he got cut off saying he's a Celtic fan. That one probably just transcends the lot, doesn't it? Yeah, Crawford Allen, it. by the looks of it, admitted they got that wrong. Does lead you to think how? Yeah, how? And that's we we keep him round circles here. I mean, it was just a couple of weeks ago that the list from the panel of mistakes mm -hmm. that were made, and we're two weeks on, and we've got another glaring one. Sam, we've got you back. So you were just saying you think you know even as a Celtic fan that that Saint Mirren one, you feel like a more general complaint about the way things are. Absolutely, but um, the, the point being a Celtic fan, I I've seen on kind of social media since uh, the the Rangers game last night the penalty that was awarded to Kilmarnock, and I can't for the life of me understand how that one was looked at several times and given, but the one um, that Ross County weren't awarded wasn't even looked at um, from what the commentary said, and it just kind of makes me wonder: is it worth even having VAR um, at all when we're paying so much money for it? That's a valid question. Um, again, the, the answer that you're always going to hear is that 
they will be looking at it and what you know whether that's a very quick look whether it's too quick a look that doesn't then come to anything is, is a different is a different matter you I think regular callers to the show know that I try really really hard to at least understand how it was maybe made or what that process is like but I must admit that one has has stumped me is it is it a speed thing are we now and I'm speculating are we yeah. now are refs now feeling the heat to to make it quicker because no one likes the delays because they're an absolute pain in the backside that, that they're rushing too much? Is that a rushed one the other night where they've not given themselves time to look at the, the, the really obvious angle of it? I have no idea. And this goes back to then communication. If we were able to hear these things, that would maybe clear it up. I understand IFAB have their say and there's a, a reason that we can't hear them, but that does fall into the category of how... How like you know what I mean? Because uh-huh. once I, it's above your head, yeah. we're not debating natural position, none of that stuff. I think there's no doubt that uh, officials have come under a little bit of pressure because of the delay, um, and I think that was um, a case the other night. There, um, it was certainly missed, as, as um, Peter said. There, that you pay a lot of money for VAR, um, and the clubs should expect better. It was a massive, massive mistake. Um, Probably could have cost St Mirren um, instead of one point, picking up a three three points, valuable three points. But we never know, especially with the way they hit mm. penalties. Mandron's penalty at Livingston <laughs> wasn't that great. Um, and do you know what? The, frustratingly, I think these things come in like batches. We had kind of got over the worst of handball, I think. Remember last season and the season before, it was just a complete mess. Not saying it ever got good, but we kind of got over it and it was, or it was, they were maybe a bit quieter. I think the incidents were a bit. Rarer, and but to have that many in one midweek is, yeah. is quite something. Um, before we let you go, Sam, what about a wee football point about your own team? Celtic, obviously, so convincing last night. Did that did it feel big? Did it feel like a bit of a statement, or how um, did you assess it? Uh, for me, just now, um, and and kind of the way we've been playing recent weeks, it's just another game. It didn't mean anything last night, was still two points behind. So, if we can continue on like that, then we'll just see where we are at the end of the season. Um, but yeah, a lot more convincing than we have been in recent weeks. So uh, quite positive about that. Good man, Sam. Hopefully we will speak again soon. Take care. You, you too. And well, that was Sam and Shawlands on the line. Quickly, since 2016, eight non-old firm players with 15 or more Premiership goals in a single season. Shanklin, Van Veen. Wajoski. Yep. Boyce. Yep. We'll get the rest of the answers next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're on the full time teaser. Thanks to Universal Interiors and East Kilbride for helping us out as always. On this, Simon asks you to name eight non old firm players who've scored 15 or more Premiership goals in a single season since 2016. Boyce, Shanklin, Van Veen, Miov. Nisbet? Nope. Duke? Yes. Oh, good one, my Duke. Aye. Okay. Jordan White? No. Right, we'll no. leave it there. You've only got three to get. Don't forget, we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. And I love this uh, tweet from Scotty that we've had in, in light of the biggest story in the world, quite frankly, mm. as far as I'm concerned. Apparently, Scotty runs a sweetie shop in County Down and would like to send you guys some Wonka bars. Over. <laughs> oh, lovely. Oh, Scotty, these two have never been known to turn down a freebie, believe me. Yeah. Send them to the studio and um, Gordon D.L.'s healthy eating can go out the window.
don't know what a Wonka bar is. I have is. no idea what a Wonka bar is. You must have seen Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Listen, can we not? We just, we'll be here all night trying to explain this very simple oh, stuff. <laughs> Any flavour you want, that's, that's all magic. Strawberry. Uh, Willy Wonka. Makes it. I think when they do the reboot of this, which they will inevitably do, because there'll be a petition to bring this back, if anyone wants to put on this event, surely it is a toss of the coin between Hugh Evans and Gordon D. Ellis to who's the old grandpa. <laughs> You know the guy that's bedbound, bed. but then jumps up and goes to the factory <laughs> when he gets a freebie. That's him. That could, uh, but Hugh looks much more. Hugh like does him. look like him. Well, give, it, give it to Hugh. Then. But it could be you <laughs> because you know the old sort. You've got um, the sore hip and stuff like yeah, that. So coincidentally, Hugh wears the same clothes as that granddad. <laughs> does doesn't he? The granddad shirt. And that. <laughs> Who would be better at it? Hugh. Hugh. I would say Hugh. But you've got the mobility issues. Yeah. Hugh moves better than you do despite I, being I'm actually there. saying Hugh and I've never I don't even know what you're on about you've never seen no. you've never seen Charlie in the Chocolate Factory no no no, no, no. or read the book that's a stupid take that back <laughs> I'm more I'm more into my history stuff now oh you heard about this you missed Alexander this development he's an expert on Alexander the Great now <laughs> no seriously he's immersed himself in the topic over the last week apparently I, you I, don't know I, anything I, I admire him Alexander and, uh, the Great. I, honestly, right, what, right. Okay, uh, how long uh, we got left? What do you uh, admire about just, Alexander just, the Great? Uh, just how uh, a, a young age he took on armies, outnumbered ten to one, mastermind uh, the victory, the way he went about it, took over. Uh, Which country? Egypt, right? Egypt. Yeah, and um, Egypt. He's got a he's got a city named after him. He died at thirty. Alexandria. Alexandria. Yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> he was up all night worrying about that He died that. at 32 32 right. What have you watched You've watched the film I've watched no documentary Is it Colin Farrell It's in the film oh, no, I, I, didn't watch so a, I didn't watch a film I watched the Right here's the deal the next, next week The Persian Army Here you go Next week Mastermind Us We'll put some Alexander the Great questions to you next Just week Just fire him at that. me Right okay I want a big um, black chair sitting there With in the meantime, Spotlight if we could uh, possibly get back to football, right. we've given Celtic Park good analysis and uh, Rugby Park. We had a Hibs fan with Aberdeen. We finished with your hometown team. What do you think about looking upwards now? Mother 29 points. That's, do you know, it's only six ahead of Ross County who do have a game in hand, but Aberdeen. Three. Huh? Three off the top six. But it's three off the top six, and Aberdeen and St Johnson sit between. Are you. Are you confident of being away from that relegation playoff? Um, yes, but I thought last night was massive and the reason why they come off a, a bad result against Celtic, obviously losing that game. If they'd have lost last night, they go to Ibrox. I'm not holding out much hope for that. All of a sudden, the pressure's right on Motherwell. That gave them a little bit of breathing space. 1-0 well, down. Yeah, uh, and... and we keep saying it because of the pitch, difficult away, Livingston, go 1-0 up and you're thinking, oh, this could be a long night. But well done to Stuart Kettlewell, well done to Motherwell and uh, that was a terrific three points. I'd be looking up. I'm not holding out much hope for the weekend because I think Rangers especially showed against Hearts what they're capable at Ibrox. Um, but I don't think they're in the situation where they've got to get dragged into the relegation. This is not one of these like yeah, go and bum up your own team sort of thing or exaggerate it, Mark. I still reckon, yes, there was a live game on Sunday and a live game last night, a bigger audience. I'm almost certain people don't realise how good Blair Spittle's been. 
yeah. for Motherwell this season. Terrific, absolutely terrific. I mean, you just have to look at his goals reel this season alone to see what an impact he's made for the side. Without him, where would they be? But I think he's general all-round play as well. You know, the goals catch your eye. There's no doubt about <coughs> it and they've been important, especially last night's one. But he's all-round play. You're looking to replace Kevin Van Veen and that was a big spotlight. And Bear comes in and... That's been a piece of cake. Mika Beareth and Theo Bear and Bear. But Spittle, Spittle's either the one that's providing him or he's coming up with something extraordinary like last night. So I think he's... I think he's all but kind of wrapped up the play of the season. Lennon Miller might have something to do with that. We're a strong finish, but Blair Spittle, outstanding this season. On a more negative ending, I usually like to end the show on a high. Livy completely gone now, or what? So yeah, buried. Seven points, and they've played a game more than Ross County. Yeah, they're, they're gone. They're where, gone. Where are they going to make up the points? You just can't see it anywhere. You know, their, their biggest one was when they got back to 2 2 yeah. against Ross County at the weekend, and yeah. we're saying, is there going to be a winner? And they lose that. That was almost like the the final straw for them, really, to follow up, going one up, and then go lose that again. I can't see any hope for them. Uh, sorry, Livy fans, if you're listening, maybe you agree or disagree, and you can give us a call sometime. Let's finish off this teaser. Since 2016, five non-old firm, oh sorry, eight non-old firm players have scored 15 or more Premiership goals in a single season. Uh, you've got Boyce, Shanklin, Van Veen, Duke, and Miovsky. Tell me, did when was Chris Boyd come on? Yep, he's there. Well done. Right, and we'll get one more to go. Uh, two. two more. Two. Two. Um, Greg Stewart? No. Nice. Nope. Billy McKay? Nope. Who was the other? Remember, Kelly had a good year. Forget Kelly. Okay. Forget Kelly. Okay. You've got Boyd. That's all you Stevie need. Stevie May? Nope. Nope. Come on, this is poor. Dykes. You mentioned Van Veen. You mentioned Higdon. Motherwell. You missed a kind of obvious one. Oh, Kurt, um, thing me. Thing me, yep. Aye, Malt. Louis Malt. Malt. Well done. And the last one. Isn't Curtis Main, is it? No. Nope. No. Who's he play with? Aberdeen, and it's not Adam Rooney. Adam Rooney did score 15, but Cosgrove. prior to 2016, Sam Cosgrove. Cosgrove. Well done. Thank you very much to Gordon Dale and Mark Wilson. A bigger thanks to you, though. Always so appreciative of you listening and calling and tweeting. Really couldn't do it without you obviously and we'll do it again tomorrow night from 6 o'clock it was a busy old night so maybe get some leftover stuff from last night and then look ahead to a big weekend Hugh Keevans will be back again we'll see what's on his mind and in the meantime Callum Gallagher is back so enjoy that for the rest of the night and we'll speak to you tomorrow